This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com, hour number two. That's weird. Get used to it. We got till next Tuesday of two hours. DP is on vacation, so for those that are looking for one-on-one right now, sorry, you get it's Nick gone. and Rico. It's gone till next Tuesday. You don't have to we'll, tell them when. We'll Just get, tell them it's gone. We will get guests. We'll we'll fill in some other time as well, and we'll we'll be all good here shortly. Um, but yeah, DP is just on vacation, so you get Nick and Rico for two hours every day till next Tuesday. Then um, today it'll be Tom filling in for DP. I'll be there with Jay from four to six. We'll round out. And then um, I believe Nicole from six to eight tonight on the ticket weeknight. So Happer will join her as well as big sky will as well. All right. We were kind of talking in that first segment in the two o'clock hour Husker basketball, right? And, and talking about just what the, you know, reassessing um, what a realistic outcome could be for, this team, this program for Fred Hoiberg and his staff. And now I'm curious, I want to dive a little deeper inside the actual personnel because we mentioned it before the break there. When you when you look at a guy like Keisei Tominaga, took 13 shots last night, was 3 of 13, um, 8 points total, 2 of 10 from deep, 4 rebounds, 1 turnover. There's things that... Uh, you you look at it and you look at the way that the rest of the Big Ten programs are built, and it doesn't feel right that Keisei Tominaga is starting. No. Unfortunately, because here's the thing. Is, huge fan of Keisei. I'm a huge fan of what he does. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying his ability also, but that goes back to this thing of think about, I mean, where do they go? Nebraska basketball is kind of out of options right now. They tried... They tried Keon Edwards. They tried the Keon Edwards experiment, and what what that was was really just having him start the game and probably five minutes later taking him out yeah. and inserting somebody else. Having, which, giving him five, six minutes a game. Which didn't make much sense to me at all. You really didn't let him do anything. He, no he, never, he yeah. never really shot it either when he was in. Like The, the offense didn't run to him. It's not going to run through him, but it didn't run to him at all in, in, in any way. And with Keisei Tominaga, we were just talking about in the final segment there, Kind of what kind of what Alexis Markowski is to the women's team where she comes off the bench and offers a spark mm-hmm. and what we said they want CJ Wolster to be. Casey Tominaga is that guy. Cause even when he shoots and misses, like the whole crowd, the whole arena gets into yeah. it. Well, as soon as the ball leaves his hands, everybody just assumes it's good. And that's exactly what I, I, I wrote down on my little notes thing to talk about. A talking point is it's nothing against Casey. Cause on the flip side, he's a guy that comes in and can instantly give a spark. We know how his his ability, his possible ability, um, or the possibilities when mm-hmm. you have Keisei Tominaga in. Think about it. He's a guy that can instantly give a spark to not only the crowd, but your team. And like, like Rico just said, he puts up a shot, 
from anywhere on the court, and you feel from what we've heard and and we've seen a brief sample size mm-hmm. that it's it's possible that it goes in. I mean, even if when you're if you're at the game, just kind of gauge the feeling of of the crowd as soon as Casey releases yeah. the ball, because you 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 can just feel like this this uneasy feeling, and then as soon as he lets it go, it, it it's like excitement and. It you know it's been missing more than it goes in. So if it misses, you just hear like an audible, <sighs> like everybody just assumes it's going in. And when he misses, it's like ah darn it, that was that was so close. That, that should have gone in. We're we're not at that point. I I don't think as a fan base. And correct me if I'm wrong. Four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline Starter Heyman text line. Um, feel free to call or text as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. I don't think we're at that point quite yet. Where it's all right, case they don't shoot. We're not at that point yet because no. we still know the the capability of of Kasey. And, however, it makes it tough when your team is already at a rebounding deficit. Your team is designed to shoot the basketball, and you are brutally cold in the last four games. And the opponent is straight up just giving more effort. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to keep yourself in a game when a guy that maybe is six two. That's what he's listed at. Let's just say six one. He's Jake's dying. Jake, I don't know Jake why. Is dying. He, I don't know why. So he ate a sorry, hot I, I got distracted. Jake decided to eat number two, number two, or number three. Number two. He ate number two, and he's almost dead. Um, but no, like I said, it just makes it really, really tough when your team is at a rebounding deficit. When you allow the poor shots that you miss on the offensive side affect your defensive intensity on that side of the floor. It makes it tough when you don't have height, right? And so it's really, really difficult to find a, a place for Kasey Tominaga in the starting lineup. Yeah, it's hard when because when your tallest he's not, guy is six eight. Yeah, it's hard. He's not going to be your point guard, and your point guard right now is Alonzo Verge, who is six two, six three. Well, is, is your something only, like that? So you've got two source of scoring. Yeah, you've got two guys out there under you know six foot six, and you're going up again in a league where where their bigs are big, and and really everybody else is 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 quite large, and again, as you said, they're, they're putting in the effort to actually grab rebounds, yeah. whereas Nebraska just kind of gives up on, on offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. It seems as if you know one person is believing that another person is going to get it. They're just passing the job of getting the rebound off onto somebody else, and then that leads to the other team getting offensive rebounds. So it's tough when you have two guys out there under six foot three, really, like at six foot three or under. So, I mean, the guy is instant offense in Kase Tominaga. It, it, even if he misses a shot, it gets everybody energized and it and it makes everybody feel kind of kind of not good because he's missing a shot, obviously. But the way that he shoots it and the release that he has kind of gives you confidence that like one of these is going to go in at some point and we're going to go on a run. I, I and I don't I just I just don't like seeing him as a starter because I feel like he offers so much more off the bench, not going against other starters in in you know. Current mm-hmm. Power Five, Power Six college basketball. See, I would push back on that a little bit because even if I see, I almost said Rico. Even if I almost <laughs> see Casey hit a three, I'm not super excited because there's been no consistency with anybody on this team. And so even when when Casey will step back and shoot a three and it goes in, or or Bryce will pull up from from three and, and shoot it, or or anything, anybody hits a shot, a mid-range shot, not a layup, which you can even say layup because they haven't been very consistent on layups as mm-hmm. well, um, outside of Derek Walker. But when you're seeing that, there's been zero consistency. 
And, and just look at last night. K-State started 2 of 2 and finishes 2 of 10 from deep. Just there's there's no consistency. So you're still in that – you're not, like I said, in that area where you're telling him don't shoot so much. Mm-hmm. But listen, man, when your shot's not falling, right? We just talked about it last hour. But when that's your all shot's he not, has. You're not going to ask Kase to go to the rim. Like you said, he's 6-1 on a good day. You can't have Kase go to the rim. He's not – he's crafty. The, the players have told us he's crafty. He, he can get a shot off at the rim. But right now, with the way that everything's been going, and Alonzo yeah. Verge is really the only one who's getting shots off at the rim, he's getting beaten up, thrown to the ground, and he's not hes not making a mm-hmm. lot of shots, but he's getting the free throw in a couple of times, and he's making a decent amount of his shots. He's your, really your only scoring option. You're not going to ask I – mean, this is, is going to sound stupid, but your best three-point shooter to go to the rim mm-hmm. and get you know attacked by three, six, eight guys. Well, and think about it. That's the worst part about how this – not only this team is – is kind of designed and, and put together, but just how the offense that they're running well, which might not have a, a goal, a clear goal on what they're trying to do, you can't tell their goal. But here's the thing is, even if, if they try to do something else, run a different offense or, or slow it down, let's just say they slow it down. You have one guy that can consistently beat guys off the dribble. Mm-hmm. You, can, you have one guy that can consistently blow past guys or drive past guys and get to the rim. And that's Alonzo Verge. You have one guy. Bryce showed the ability in high school, but as it's been stated, he's still getting used to the college game. His body is still hasn't adjusted to the physicality of the college game. So what he was able to do in high school, when he was able to blow by people and finish at the rim, dunk on people, mm-hmm. get crafty layups, he can't do that right now because people are getting physical with him. They're forcing him off of his spot, and he has not yet adjusted to being able to cope with that physicality. It just goes back to my whole thought of just where does this program turn? Where does this coaching staff turn? And, and it kind of works itself into guys just have to start eventually hitting shots. Like the the whole point of guys missing so many shots time and time again, game after game, eventually they just have to fall. And how do you fix that? I'm not the guy with the answers. I'm not sure Fred Hoiberg knows the answer right now. Yeah. Because even if even if you you say the answer is to slow things down, where do you go? You give it to Derek Walker down low, who's 6'8 with your tallest guy. That's not going to work against Purdue. No. Purdue, like, that's not going to work against Big Ten teams. When you have one guy that can really assert his presence down low in Derek Walker, what, what if he gets in foul trouble? Eduardo Andre, maybe, maybe. Eduardo, Eduardo Andre is on and off. Here's the thing. like All these guys, they'll, they'll show promise for five minutes of game time. And then it's as it's like a, it's like a switch flips. As soon as they miss a shot, whether it's a, a contested shot or if they miss a wide open shot, it all goes down the drain. Mm-hmm. They every start miss- every single time, and it's contagious throughout the whole. Everybody team. starts missing, and everybody starts jacking up contested shots, thinking, "Okay, this has to be the one that goes in. This has to be the one that goes in." Oh, we can't get through our offense, so I have to do this. And, Kelsey- I, and I know it goes back on Alonzo Ver. Like a lot of times, people, you know. Uh, associate that with Alonzo Verge where shots aren't falling and he takes over the game or he tries mm-hmm. to take over the game. He gets sh- selfish and he doesn't pass the ball. But really, when he takes over the game, not like take over the game is like a loose term. Yeah. When he takes over the offense for Nebraska is what we'll say, uh, he actually makes his layups. Uh, he, he doesn't make a lot of them. Sometimes. He doesn't make a lot of them, but he's the reason that Nebraska is competitive in many of these games. Oh, well, he's the only reason that they're within 15. 
Because if he, there have been multiple times where he's driven to the basket, he's kicked it out, and for a wide open three, because yeah. he's been driving and people start crashing, for a wide open three, and that person misses. Well, and that's, if you're Alonzo Verge, are you going to keep doing that? If you can mm-hmm. make, you know, I don't know, we'll just say 50% of your layups, and you're getting fat, well, you should be, you know, getting more free throws. Yeah. And, you know, you kick it out, and you, you've, you've kicked it out three times, and they've missed all three of those threes. Are you going to keep kicking it out? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, DP brought it up a couple weeks ago. When that whole thing with Alonzo Verge, I think it was after the NC State game, possibly. I can't. Don't quote me on that one. But Trey Young had a similar thing about how um, it was. Trey Young was jacking up shots, and the reporters asked him, "Hey, why did you? Why do you? Do you feel like those are the best shots or best um, chances for your team to find points?" And he's like, "I wouldn't take them if I didn't think so." Mm-hmm. So that I mean, Alonzo Verge is in a very similar position, and Kelsey says this on the text line. 402-464-5685, more high pick and roll attacking the rim to open up better three-point looks for our shooters. I would agree. Here's the thing. You don't know if your guys can hit them. I would agree with that if that wasn't what you know they do a lot of time. They do high pick and rolls with Derek Walker with and Alonzo Verge, and it just doesn't work. Like There have been multiple times where it's it's gone the right way, and, and Verge has gotten a layup or he's dished it down to, to Derek Walker, and he's gotten a layup. And you've gotten the times where he's kicked it out, and they miss the shot. Yeah. Or you've gotten the time where he does that, he gets stonewalled, and then the entire offense falls apart. They try the pick and roll again, he gets stonewalled again. They pass it off. Bryce McGowan's tries to do it, he gets stonewalled. Like that that was the offensive that was the offensive plan that I was talking about when I watched the the K State game for a little bit. They weren't running the pick and roll really, but they were giving it to Derek Walker and trying to run their man into him while he handed the ball off. His man would would sag off hedge. Bryce McGowan's would get stopped. They'd switch back, and then they would have to start the offense all over again. And then somebody chucked up a chucked up a shot from three, and they'd miss the they'd miss the shot. Like mm-hmm. they didn't get past the free throw line because they can't. Nobody really on this team, outside of Alonzo Verge, on a you know game to game basis, can get past their man one on one, or at least it doesn't seem like it. Nobody's been able to do it. And my whole thing is consistency as well. And and we'll get to a couple more of your texts here. Um, well, t- okay, here's this. Actually, this one just popped up, and I want to get to this. Tiny Pig says, why is Verge playing point this year when he's primarily a two? Bingo. See, that's my whole thing is is it? it's proven time and time again, time and time again, that you're not able to just throw guys in onto the court and expect it all to mesh well. And and even in a Fred Hoiberg spacing out, shooting offense, you, it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Delano Banton last year, we're, we're starting to realize how big of a hole there is without Delano Banton. Number one, because of height, six foot four. But also, he was not a scorer. He didn't try to be a scorer last year. When he easily could have. And you had you had him, you had Teddy Allen for, for a chunk of the year as well. And there's a reason that Delano Banton is playing in the NBA. And Bryce Bryce McGowan's is similar. I mean, you can still have that discussion of of people saying, well, Bryce McGowan isn't dropping 30 a night, all this. There, there's guys that just look smoother. Also, it, it, there's an NBA body um, category. And Delano Banton and Bryce McGowan's fit into that mold. Mm-hmm. But it, you cannot just throw a group of athletes together. There are some really good athletes. Derek Walker, fantastic, great athlete for, for how, his size. Has good feet, can finish at the rim. We're seeing that he's top whatever in, in the country in terms of finishing at the rim and high percentage shots and all this. Great at the rim right now. He's selective, but he's he's finishing on, on the shots he takes. Now, you still have athletes like Alonzo Verge, Bryce McGowans, who makes it look smooth, just doesn't finish. You need that consistency factor. And now, right now, Nebraska is starting to 
um, realize once again this season because it's been a couple years in a row now. They're realizing that they cannot just throw at they cannot throw athletes into a program. Throw five guys out there. Okay, well he's the tallest. He's going to be at the five. You know, and, and part of that, yes, Trey McGowan's being hurt and and out. That certainly hurts Nebraska, right? But Tiny Pig hits it right on the head. Why is Verge playing point when he's primarily a two? Because they don't have anybody else that is close enough to a point guard. Kobe Webster. Well, that's what at, they went out and at, got him for. At, they at, got him to yeah. play the one. I don't. I I don't know why. They must have seen something mm-hmm. when he was at Arizona State that made them believe that you know he can be our point well, guard of the future. He, which he he was doing really well. He was the sixth man of the year. He did really well off the bench. Well, he was a, he was a scoring guy at Arizona State as well. He was a scoring guy. They didn't ask him to. They didn't ask him to facilitate the offense. And so, like, and and here's the thing: is like, I don't have a problem with you bringing him in if he understands and embraces the idea that he's going to be the facilitator. And that's what he and, said. And you and you coach that, right? Yes. After a couple right. of games, he said, "I understand what this team needs from me now, and that's what I'm going to work towards." And he he tries. It was, it was good for about a game. He tries, but nobody's making shots. Yeah, it's, it's hard just... to be a facilitator when your passes the the. The shots off of your passes aren't going in. He would have so many more, so many more assists if guys would make their open shots, like just, like open, not like you know, kind of open, could like open shots. It's just confusing because now, confusing, frustrating. You can pair those together because now it's where does Nebraska turn? Not not necessarily as a program. I'm not saying make a coaching change. I'm not I'm not changing. I'm not saying that. But where does Nebraska turn to scoring? Because they cannot expect to have success if they don't have more than one option in the Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. Guys, we, we talk about the the whole, and that's where they're kind of found themselves in such a pickle, is that they have one guy that can beat them off the dribble or get past their guy on a consistent basis. And if you run into a good defender that the Big Ten Conference or whoever you're playing, if it's Purdue, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Michigan— if you find a good guard, a guard that can can match up with Alonzo Verge, there's a chance Alonzo Verge doesn't get past him. You're and then, in trouble. And then where does Nebraska go? They chuck up shots, but then if you're playing Purdue, you got multiple seven footers down low, and you can't blame Derek Walker for not getting rebounds down there when he's going one on three with two seven footers and a six ten guy. And 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 DP said it before: Derek Walker and Lat Man aren't in there to get rebounds. They're in there to box people out so everybody else can get rebounds. Let's talk about Lat Man, because once again. According to his numbers, not that much production out of him, unfortunately. And and this is where I, it goes back to, at some point, it can't all fall on the coaches. A, a good chunk of it can, but at some point it falls on the players. The players must hit shots and figure out a way to translate what happens in practice, what they tell us what happens in practice, to on the game, or in the game setting. Mm-hmm. This is an article from Huskers.com when Lat signed with Nebraska. This quote's from Fred Hoiberg. Quote, his skill set is tailor-made for how we want to play. This is on Lat Man. As he is a six foot nine forward who can crash the glass and spread the floor with his ability to hit three-point shots. He plays extremely hard, and his experience will help our younger players. He's averaging three rebounds per game this season. Last night against Kansas State, he went one of four from the field. He hit a layup, and he hit a free throw. His lone layup came three minutes into the second half, 17-minute mark in the second half. The most shots he's hit in a single game this season is three. In that quote, Fred says, a six foot nine forward who can crash the glass and spread the floor with his ability to hit three-point shots. He is shooting 23% from deep. And this is what I'm saying. 
and, and not saying that I'm not calling this, this conversation that I'm having or we're having, I should say, is not calling for them to be benched. But I sat back last night and I looked at the stats of, of Latman, and like I said, has scored not the most nine points. He's played in th- he's he's averaging over 30 minutes a game. Played in 38 against Tennessee State. Averaging three rebounds. And here's the thing. Here's the scary, scary thing. Is at six eight, six nine, whatever you want to call him. He's not producing number one. But who do you replace with him or replace him with? Because mm-hmm. if you went with Eduardo Andre, you'd lose the shooting. You lose the guy off the, the bench. The, well, no, you lose the guy off the bench to recover to cover up Derek Walker if he gets in foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, if, but if you did that, if so, if you if you bring in Eduardo Andre and, and as opposed to having Latme and start. The problem with that is you lose the quote-unquote shooting. He's not you know, yeah. doing it very well right now, but you saw a couple of games last year out of him. Granted, he is coming off of an injury, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put that on his his shooting woes or his his playing woes. It's it's over but, and over. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talk about consistency having success successful yeah. consistency. This is negative consistency. Yeah. And if you brought in Eduardo, that would be two two bodies in the paint with mm-hmm. not much shooting. Nobody's like neither one of them is going to go out to the three point line and no. garner any type of respect nope. from anybody. Um, and then if Derek Walker got in, in in foul trouble, then you would bring in Latmain and you'd have to move Eduardo to the five. But then if he got in foul trouble as well, then then you're in trouble. So it's it's really like you said, there's really nobody to replace these guys with. So we're not we're not calling for these guys to be benched, but there's got to be some type of change or, or something just has to happen because. Right now, the the guys that Fred Hoiberg and the staff have brought in and have have talked so highly about and have talked up and have told us, you know, what they're good at and all mm-hmm. the things that they're good at, are are not producing and they're not currently good at any of the things that we were told that they can do. Well, and here's another one: Eduardo Andre last night, O of one from the free throw line, seven minutes of play, four personal fouls. You can't have that. Nebraska's not deep enough right now with their injuries at Trey McGowan's and Wilhelm. You cannot come in and commit four fouls in seven minutes. You, you just gotta be smart. you can't have this. And and here's this: texture, Somebody, a texture says Trevor Lake, same size as Lat, same skill set. I don't know if Trevor Lake's is six nine, um, but you know he supposed to, supposed to have supposed, the same skill set. Yeah, supposed to have the same skill set. He's shooting what fourteen percent this season. Yeah. Granted, he hasn't played a lot. Small but size. Again, Trevor Lake's is also coming off of a shoulder injury. So it's it's and, just those things that you have you have so many bodies and so many guys that have you know a, a skill set that is perfectly set for this Fred Hoiberg offense, but right now none of those skill sets are shining and this offense is failing. You're you're absolutely right, Rico, and it's just that, that's where I was like ju- I just sat back last night looking at everything and how last night played out and how the last couple games have played out, and it's just it's almost a helpless feeling. At, from a from a fan standpoint, necessarily, I mean, but I, I can't imagine what Fred Hoiberg's thinking right now, because he's sitting there saying, "Where do I turn? What what guys can I re- rely on outside of Alonzo Verge?" And and here's the thing, Alonzo Verge, you're relying on him to get looks. You don't know if he's going to be able to convert them on a nightly basis. Mm-hmm. He's taking 14 shots or more a game, basically. You don't know if he's going to be able to convert half of them every game, especially when you get into Big Ten play. It's a lot more physical than when you're playing Kennesaw State or Tennessee State. It's a lot more physical. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're not even necessarily relying on, on Alonzo Verge to score. You're just relying on Alonzo Verge to get looks close to the basket, maybe with a guy trailing him 
because he beats him off the dribble. And to hopefully get other people looks. Yeah, or or get to the line. Because the thing with Alonzo Virgis, he's going to keep, look, he's going to keep driving. I don't care, like, whatever anybody says, your, your complaints, your anything. Well, he he's to. going to keep driving. He's going to keep getting to the rim, and he's going to, you know, keep trying to get layups and, and getting fouled. But the thing is, early in the game, if he does that enough, and he makes enough of his shots, people are going to start crashing. If people start crashing, people are going to be open. Then that falls on the other players to make their shots. And right now, the three-point shot is is what they want to do the most of and what they are the worst at. Yeah, and, and Trevor Lakes is 6'8". Um, it's just... He's, it doesn't seem 6'8". He, he's 6'8", though. Um, but still, either way, th- even okay, even if you have Trevor Lakes, according to Huskers.com, he's 6'8". Mm-hmm. But even if you put in Trevor Lakes, once again, you're just trying to find something that works. There's no reliable reliability with anybody that they bring in unfortunately and once again it's not when you when you when I talk about reliability with Alonzo Verge you're not relying on him you well you have to in a way but you're not relying on him scoring 25 a game to keep you in a ball game it's that your defense has to force bad shots on their end they have to rebound to some extent and you have to hit at least like 30% of your shots but right now, you are five of twenty-eight from three, and it's just that's just not not a recipe for success. And that's why Nebraska lost sixty-seven to whatever last night to Kansas State, mm-hmm. a team that I, I would put in a very similar skill level as Nebraska, especially on the offensive end. But at the end of the day, their defensive intensity forced just enough turnovers. They had twenty-two points off of turnovers compared to Nebraska's eleven, and they got the job done. They found a way to to grit it out. To gut it out, and right now Nebraska, there's just nothing um, encouraging about this Husker basketball program, and it, and it's really disappointing. It really is. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. We're a couple minutes late. There's a lot of questions on this text line. Let's continue this. We'll we'll skip the Husker football talk. We'll keep going with Husker basketball. We'll uh, get to your texts from the last five minutes or so um, from Lemon, unnamed texter, Mister Unlimited. We'll we'll get to all you guys here next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. dot 